0: to create a listener account. And in that listener account, you can save episodes for later listening. So you can create a kind of listening list. We think these features are neat and we think you'll enjoy them. Please visit the site today.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to New Books and Biography. I'm Mark Clovis, your host for the channel. Today, we're talking with Tim Brady about his new biography of Theodore Roosevelt, Jr., entitled His Father's Son, the Life of General Ted Roosevelt, Jr. Tim, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I wonder if you could start us off by telling us something about yourself.
0: Sure. I, I uh I, I live in St. Paul, Minnesota. I've uh I I've been a writer for oh twenty five or thirty years. I, I began as a fiction writer, went to the uh, Iowa Writers Workshop where I, I I studied, got my MFA and and uh moved up here uh Twenty-five years ago, and and uh, began a freelance writing career, and I've written uh, for a number of magazines, and I, I spent some time working at the uh, uh, Twin Cities Public Television, uh, uh, particularly working on documentaries. We we worked on a on a series uh, in the in the '90s that was called Liberty, uh, uh, the American Revolution, which was sort of a Ken Burns style documentary history of of, of the revolution, uh, I, when I left there, I, I got involved in, in freelance writing of, of history, I, and again, I, I wrote for uh, a number of magazines and, and uh, began writing books about uh, ten or twelve years ago. And, and uh, uh, the Ted Roosevelt biography is, is my third book that uh, has a, a sort of World War Two. Uh, background to it: uh, the, the first one was a, uh, a history of a incident in in during the uh, invasion of North Africa in Morocco, called Twelve Desperate Miles. The second was uh, uh, the story of uh, Ernie Pyle and and perhaps his most famous World War II column, which was written about a soldier who was killed at the Battle of San Pietro in in Italy. Uh, And this one evolved out of uh, the same sort of circumstances, my general interest in the war and uh, looking for uh, specific uh, colorful characters and incidents that I could write about.
1: Well, you make it very clear in your book that that Ted Roosevelt is is a very colorful character. In fact, you open it by uh, describing him as a young boy in the uh, Rough Rider camp in 1898 after his father's return from the Spanish-American War, and uh, he's uh, they're, they're, they're the process of white wrapping up the unit. And, and you, you set him there as this young boy watching his father. You talk about the influence it's had upon him. And, and I wanted to start our, our, our discussing the book by talking a bit about that. What, what sort of influence do you see Theodore Roosevelt having upon his son?
0: Oh, his father, I think, was was everything to the boy, uh, the, the young Ted. Uh, I think that uh, he admired him greatly, and, and, and there was a lot of hero worship involved. But uh, his mother, too, was a, a strong influence, and and both uh, sort of guided young Ted into the life that he led. Uh, and his His father... Again, was the heroic man, the the guy that uh, that Ted saw from from uh, his his father's office at that camp on Long Island uh, after after his heroics at San Juan Hill. Uh, His mother was more of a uh, offered more of the Puritan background to him, and but but both. uh, uh both influenced his his decisions and his his life and his uh uh his sort of moral temperament
1: mm-hmm. and, and, that, and that dynamic really stands out in terms of the patterns that you return to and we'll, and we'll be discussing those patterns in a bit but i was also struck by another dynamic that you refer to throughout the book which is the interaction between uh ted roosevelt and his siblings and and it was a, a family structure with which You know, many people are familiar with, but you you go into uh, greater depth in terms of talking about his half sister and his brothers and his uh, sister. I was wondering if you could speak a bit to that. You know, his his brothers and his sisters, and uh, whom was he particularly close with, and and how did some of those uh, relationships play out, especially as uh, children.
0: Uh, you know, it was. They had a very interesting family, as as uh, all of the literature and and the recent uh, te- uh, the recent television uh, uh, documentary reveals. You know, and and the children were uh, individuals within the family, and they were sort of designated as such. Uh, Alice was the 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 wild child. She was the half sister. The oldest uh, the 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 daughter of uh, theodore 's first wife who who died soon after giving birth to alice and and Alice was subsequently uh, 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 left to be raised by uh, theodore's sister f- for a couple of years while he went off to off uh, to his ranch in the west and and communed with the the cattle and and uh, uh in nature for a while uh ted was the oldest boy he was he was born next he was uh was followed by kermit and ted and kermit uh became of a, a, a set of uh, the matched pair as the older brothers and and ted was viewed as the uh uh the the sort of solemn elderly brother who uh, who was a little bit um he uh, he, he had Ted had a, a crossed eye uh, from from birth onward, and and uh, and was small like his father, and 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 had a bit of a chip on his shoulder because of these things. So Ted was always a, a, a the, he was both the 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 son who was expected to to follow closely in his father's footsteps, but also he was the the, the sort of picked on boy, or he, he at least viewed himself that way. Kermit was, uh, was more of the artistic Roosevelt child. And, and, and he was, uh, he was thought to be more sensitive than, than Ted. The, uh, the middle, uh, uh, uh girl, uh, was, was, uh, sort of, uh, suffered from that status as the middle child and, and, uh, she was close to Ted, but she was, she was sort of, uh, offset from the, from the two older boys and the two younger boys, uh, Archie and Quentin. And Archie and Quentin were, were the other match set. Archie was kind of the, uh, 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 he, he was, he, of all the roosevelts he was perhaps the most dour and he was sort of he grew up to be kind of a depressive character and and had those traits uh somewhat uh from the beginning and and quentin was the golden child and and quentin was the child who uh, all thought had theodore's brilliance and all thought, uh, and 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 people felt that he was the Great things awaited him when he grew up. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, he never got that chance. Mm-hmm.
1: And you, and of course, because of the nature of the family, they, they grow up at, at different stages in Theodore Roosevelt's career. And that's one of the things that makes their childhood very different from so many other presidential children. Which is, whereas so many children of, of presidents usually are adults by the time their their fathers have become president, they their childhoods coincide with this period which Theodore Roosevelt becomes a national figure and then enters the, 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 the White House. And as you describe, as, as Ted Roosevelt is growing up, as he's going to, to, to Groton and then to Harvard, it's happening while his father's in the White House. So he becomes a celebrity in his own right. He does, and and uh, so do the others.
0: But <coughs> uh, Ted, I think, was at a, at a particularly vulnerable age when all of this happened. He was... Uh, 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 he had barely arrived at Groton when his father was, uh, was, uh, uh, succeeded uh, McKinley as president. Uh, as, as a matter of fact, it was uh, in uh, Ted's first year there that, uh, that uh, McKinley was assassinated and, and, uh, uh, and Theodore became president. Um, and, and so it was, you know, he, he didn't like the attention and, and, he he continued not to like the attention for the most part in his adolescence and childhood. He when he went off to Harvard uh, in 1905, he was uh, trailed by a, a pack of reporters, and and uh, he went off for the foot went out for the football team that fall, and 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 his every doing on the football team was reported in the national press. They he was a he was a freshman. On, on the on the freshman team, which you know wasn't uh though harvard football was uh was the best in the country at the time or one of the the ivy league football was the best uh ted was as i say just a freshman defensive end uh, weighing all of hundred and forty pounds and uh and and there were newspaper reporters on the sidelines watching his practices he didn't like that and and uh he hes he sort of it added to a sense of of uh, the the chip on his shoulder, and uh, it, but all of the Roosevelt childrens were, were children were were uh, provided fodder for the for the press at that time. Alice was uh, was in particular a favorite, and she, on the uh, as opposed to Ted, relished that attention.
1: As you mentioned, uh, Alice gets married uh, around the time that that Ted goes to Harvard. So she goes from being a debutante to being the wife of Nicholas Longworth. And mm-hmm. as you mentioned, they, they go off to their honeymoon. And it's almost as though that attention that she was receiving from the media then sort of shifts over to uh, the next eldest, Roosevelt, which happened to be Ted.
0: Yeah. And and it was, a, uh, a, it was a, again, a great burden to him, or it felt like a great burden. She went off on a... Uh, uh, on a tour to the Far East, and and uh, uh, that took her out of the uh, the daily press for a, for a brief while. Though though via telegram, she was still making news on that tour. But uh, yeah, that that sort of meant that the uh, the press could focus on Ted, who was the, the eldest uh, Roosevelt, and uh, and 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 there he was at Harvard, and and uh, so. Reporters from the East Coast Dailies went up and, and covered him. Mm-hmm.
1: And his performance in school uh, was not necessarily what one might expect, because his father, when, when Theodore Roosevelt was going to Harvard, he uh, excelled academically, he he did quite well, and yet you described that that Ted at, at Groton and Harvard wasn't quite uh, the academic star. What, what was his uh, school experience like in that respect?
0: Uh, he, he wasn't. He was. He was a mediocre student, and and he was also. He 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 would kind of began sowing some wild oats while he was in school. He he uh, uh, joined the clubs and and started to uh, go out and and have himself a good time, and and uh, he was he he like all the Roosevelts, he had a. a uh, kind of a wayward uh, uh or an instinct to to wander around and 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 he'd uh he always had interest uh, uh nature interest and so he would go out and go hunting and he he would be uh, he went to a i i re- report that uh he went to a boxing match, and uh, which was a typical Roosevelt thing to do. And the press found him at the boxing match, and and he went to a rodeo up in Buffalo, New York, and participated in the rodeo. And and you know, for his for his parents who are uh, reading these reports when he's supposed to be studying up at at Harvard in his freshman year, they're wondering what is going on. And uh, his father took to calling him. Uh, 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 Pendarvis, uh, which who was a, a character from a Thackeray novel, who uh, who was sort of always getting into, who had gone off to school and was always getting into trouble and had to be bailed out by a rich uncle, and he would write to Kermit, who, who was at, who was at Groton at this time and becoming a favorite correspondent of of his father about his son Ted and and Ted's wayward ways and uh so there, there there was that interesting dynamic in the, within the family too uh, kermit, kermit became the uh, uh the confidant of, of for theodore in in talking about uh, uh talking about Ted. Mm-hmm.
1: and it wasn't of course just his father uh or 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 his siblings that were commenting on him but I- as you mentioned he received a lot of commentary from uh, his peers who Viewed him as you know the president's son, and there was there there's mm. you mentioned a, a nickname or two that he acquired uh, at Groton Harvard that was basically implying that he was the president's son and he didn't actually uh, you know measure up it, to. Was, go ahead. He was
0: uh, he he was nicknamed first boy at uh, at Groton, and which was uh, something that he hated, and and he uh, he was always a. Uh, Someone at that age quick to raise his dukes if if he felt some umbrage at uh, at a slight, and and uh, and that prompted uh, uh, yet another fight in his career. But he was, yeah, he he was, uh, 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 he he was a sensitive kid, and 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 his response to this was was, uh, was was. Usually to to uh, you know he was he liked to wrestle he liked to box and uh, and 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 his father was not uh, was not averse to uh, these things either and and uh, he would sort of lecture Ted on the one hand about getting into trouble on the other hand he would write uh, to Ted saying uh, things like you know it's I, I don't want you to pick fights but I never want you to turn down a fight if you if uh, if if it's necessary or or, or you feel like uh, you're you're defending principles. It's a bit of a mixed message there,
1: <laughs> a bit. <laughs> it, yeah, I, I also uh, you suggest in in the book that it, it's it's in a way it's almost at play with with football because uh, you know when he's playing football at Harvard you emphasize just how small he is relative to the other mm-hmm. players, and it. And and the, how he compensates for that with this determination uh, to really prove himself, and, and that's a dynamic that 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 seems to be repeated throughout his career. On the one hand, he is—I mean, he he is the namesake of Theodore Roosevelt, who is this incredibly dynamic figure, uh, you know, the proponent of the strenuous life, and that comes with a set of expectations, and and. and he, as you mentioned, he sometimes he resents that, but at the same time, he really he doesn't seem to go in the opposite direction and reject that, and become this uh, laid back, dissolute figure. But instead, he he endeavors, as much as he might resent it, to live up to those standards.
0: Yeah, and and speaking of uh, his football at Harvard, I I write I a uh, chapter that's sort of devoted to. Uh, one particular game that he played against Yale as a freshman, there was a famous photograph that uh, that uh, evolved out of that game of him being helped to the sideline battered and beaten he's he's two teammates are are propping him up uh he between the teammates and his arms draped over them and he he looks like he's he's gone uh, uh you know fifteen rounds with jack dempsey but uh he's he's um he's being dragged from the field and that was his character you know he this is after a game in which he 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 was out there playing defensive end and getting just pounded by Yale which uh, had a much better team a much bigger team but he continued to subject himself through this whole game to to the uh, uh pounding that he was taking until he was finally uh, uh, knocked out of the game, but just as you suggest i I thought that that really suggested a, a, his character and a character that would go on and on throughout his life he was he he was someone who whose essential being uh, was, was, to me was was that figure that that guy who uh, who who was who was willing to Stand out there and and take it uh, uh, for for whatever the cause was, and the cause was usually related to uh, his uh, his, uh, his his sense of who he was as a as a young man, as the son of, of Theodore Roosevelt.
1: I, I remember this one uh, letter you quote from uh, that you cite when Theodore Roosevelt when Ted's broken his nose again. And how he sort of shrugs it off by saying, "Well, it fixed the deviated septum for the previous time my nose had been broken." <laughs>
0: I I, I like that too. Yeah, that was that was uh, it, it was actually a letter to his mother who, uh, but it was his, I'm sure his father would have appreciated the sentiment that he had to assuage his mother some way about the fact that he'd yet again broken his nose.
1: So uh, another example of that, that, that I thought you, you, you describe in the book of his uh, unwillingness to, in a sense, exploit his status as the son of Theodore Roosevelt is when he leaves Harvard. And I was wondering if you could speak to uh, what he does uh, after he sets out uh from after he graduates from harvard and, and 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 he goes on uh
0: yeah he his first adult job was uh was was on the floor of a carpet factory in in uh, connecticut and he and he took this job because he understood uh, through uh, having it drummed into him by his parents that that uh, he had to shape up. And and uh, he decided to do that by by just going in at uh, uh, essentially a minimum what we, we would we would call a minimum wage job, working on the floor of, of a, uh, a factory, a carpet factory in Connecticut. And uh, you know there there are some uh, asterisks that have to be attached to this because he did so and had that had his. Taking this position reported on by the New York papers, so it wasn't as if he was an anonymous uh, laborer going to work at. uh, And he, you know, this was this was the last year of his father's presidency, so uh, he he was still very much in the news uh, as were all of the Roosevelts. But yet he took this job, and he he continued to work in this carpet factory for for for. Three or four years, moved with with the company to a position in in San Francisco, and actually acquired some some skills in 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 the business. He he was said to have a good feel for carpets, which I don't know anything about uh, the carpet the carpet uh, carpet business, but uh, you know I understand that to mean that uh, you you to to judge a good carpet, you had to be able to touch it and feel it and assess it, and uh, the fact that he would learn something like that gives a sense of of who he was as a character. You know, he he was someone who was who was willing to learn, willing to uh, uh, slog through uh, a position to uh, to grow as a as, as a person.
1: He, he was not willing to just trade on his name and, and and let that carry him through life as 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 he very much very might uh, very well might have.
0: It was one i think it was one of his most admirable traits he He was never willing to do that uh, again I would put a, a little asterisk on that to, uh, by saying he was i he everyone knew who he was and and he had that benefit but yet he he didn't push it and 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 it was really a great trait of his.
1: This is also the time when he gets married and, and starts a family. And I was wondering if you could talk a bit about his uh, wife Eleanor and the life that they started for themselves.
0: Eleanor and 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 Ted were, I think, a great match. They Eleanor was this uh, sort of a, a slow eyed, uh, petite uh, young woman who who had um, uh, uh, sort of a tough family situation her and complicated family situation her her mother and father were divorced and uh and, and ex divorced remarried and divorced again and, uh, and and so she but eleanor had a sort of a tough spirit and was an independent uh w- woman they they uh, they were uh, they, they they met uh when he was working on this carpet factory at this carpet factory and uh, and the, her family came from uh wall street money he, her father was a wall street lawyer who by the way Theodore really disliked uh <laughs> and and uh, uh they she had she had been raised in, in europe primarily going from uh, one well-heeled uh, family member to the next, with her mother, uh, came back to New York and went to finishing school. Met Theodore. They they married, uh, moved to San Francisco for uh, two or three years, and then came back to New York uh, w- w- when Ted took a job uh, with a Wall Street firm uh, and and uh, uh, became a bondsman in uh, Wall Street.
1: And yet, as you explained, that is not initially what he wanted to go into because when when he's he's preparing to leave Harvard, he talks to his father about going into the military and and, and his father dissuades him. And so when he goes back to New York and he begins working on Wall Street… You describe how he also begins to get involved in the Preparedness campaign. I was wondering if you could set the context a bit about what was happening during that period and, and Ted Roosevelt's entry into uh, military life.
0: Uh, it during the the beginning of World War One. Uh, Theodore became a, a quick and strong proponent for uh, U.S. entry in, into the war. And uh, Ted followed suit, and part of uh, 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 part of that impetus for Ted, any, anyway, uh, entailed going off to a uh, a, a camp in uh, in upstate New York where he he began training uh, for military service as an officer. These were camps that were uh, in, in were actually. Organized by a number of of, uh, young college men, Harvard grads, as well as uh, Leonard Wood, who was uh, Theodore's uh, uh, co-commanding officer during the Spanish-American War of the Rough Riders. The idea was that they would uh, that uh, uh, college students or or college men or and Wall Street uh, types would 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 serve as a, a an officer corps in the same way that the rough riders combined uh the ivy league types with with uh, rough and tough uh westerners to to form a uh you know a very democratic uh military corps uh this and and again this is all prior to uh, the US entry into the war it was it, the camps were established for by by and for people who were av- generally advocating for entry into the war uh and and wanted to be prepared they were uh, Theodore and and, and this uh, company of men were uh, were terribly concerned that uh, uh, when the U.S. entered World War I, it would be unprepared, and, and they wanted to have a, a core of of young men uh, ready and able to enter into the U.S. military to help lead the efforts in, in uh, France.
1: And this is one of the reasons why when the United States goes to war in April of 1917, uh, Ted Roosevelt Jr. is able to be among the first contingent of soldiers who is sent to France from the United States.
0: Yes, uh, Ted was had reached uh, a a a role of leadership within this uh upstate New York camp and and uh, uh entered into the war World War 1 at the level of an officer and and uh he was a major at the start of the war because of this uh because of his work training in the uh in these camps and he uh he quickly became he was assigned to uh uh the 1st division which would become a, a a famous division division both in uh, uh first US Army infantry division both in World War 1 and World War 2 and uh, he was one of the first to Get to France. He was uh, one of the first uh, on the front lines. He was uh, uh, he was he was always very proud of his association with that first division.
1: Mm-hmm. And yet, even though he's going there and he is assuming a lot of the same uh, challenges and 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 sufferings that his men are, you also describe how he. Skirts the rules in a bit, and, and his wife skirts the rules. She goes over there just before a ban is placed upon wives uh, going to France, and how uh, yeah. they, they set up sort of a, a, a Roosevelt can, uh, camp in in Paris yeah.
0: itself. Yeah, and uh, he, he Eleanor arrived uh, almost simultaneous to uh, to Ted in in nineteen seventeen uh and and uh eleanor had one of the places that uh, that she had lived as a, as a young girl or passed through with with her mother was with an aunt's house in in, uh, in paris not far from the champs de uh, chandelouve and and uh um, it, it, she she took up residence there uh, and and established uh, she she herself uh, volunteered to work for the Y M C A, but uh, um, uh, and 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 did work for the Y M C A throughout the war. But at the same time, this house became sort of a, a, a way station for the many Roosevelts who served uh, in in World War One. And when they passed through Paris, they they could uh, stop there for some R and R.
1: And among those Roosevelts, of course, were all three of Ted's brothers. Yes.
0: Uh, Quentin and Archie and Kermit all passed through, as did Ted. Uh, all four boys were proud uh, uh, members of the U.S. Army. Or, uh, and, and actually, uh, Kermit uh, began service with the, uh, uh, the British forces in in the Middle East, but he wound up back in in Europe, uh, uh, serving in in uh, oh in, uh, uh, in the in in the army in France. Mm-hmm.
1: Was there any sense, perhaps, of competition between them?
0: Oh yeah, uh, they and and the war brought it out too. They were uh, they. They were so eager, and and this uh, uh, this involves again their the upbringing that they had and they this their their sense of duty, uh, and and their need to serve the uh, the the army. They they were they had sort of a, a sense that uh, in in a in a way for the for the Roosevelt boys and, and for the Roosevelt families, the the more dangerous the service the the uh higher the reward for them uh with their father His, uh, Theodore used the the term uh blooded quite frequently which by by which he meant uh, actually literally wounded uh, and and when Archie who was the the first to uh be blooded uh, was was held up by Theodore as as, as an example of of uh, what the others ought to pre- uh, uh, pursue uh, now. I say that with, it, it, this, there was there was no uh, uh, deep perversity in this. What 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 T meant was that it was uh, it, it, and because Archie was 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 Archie's wound turned out to be much more grisly than any of them thought, but uh, initially. But uh, but uh, they were. It, it just meant there was a great deal of pride in in their service and. And and to show that service, they had to uh, they, to be at the front lines was the the greatest service that they could have.
1: I, I thought that came across really well with, with one uh, anecdote you mentioned. I think it was between Ted and Archie, where uh, Ted was trying to get uh, his his younger brother to uh, serve in a uh, safer position. Uh, not necessarily of any sort of desire to outshine him but because he was genuinely concerned for for his brother and how uh, Archie uh, effectively kiboshed that by saying well I'll serve behind the lines if you serve behind the lines and as you described that pretty much ended any discussion of that happening right there
0: right right and they they, uh, Quentin suffered from this uh, because with the ultimate price uh, uh, and again I don't want to uh, uh assign blame to any particular Roosevelt in this, but, but, uh, Quentin was terribly concerned through his first months of the war that he was not getting out into the combat of, uh, the way the other brothers were, were. Uh, Quentin was a, a part of the fledgling Air Corps. The Air Corps was, was sort of, uh, uh stranded without any american made planes they couldn't get uh, french planes to fly to practice fly and the, they subsequently couldn't get up in the air so Quentin was uh, was grounded through, uh, through from his arrival in, in france all the way into the middle of the uh, of, of 1918 um, and 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 the his other brothers archie in particular was were pushing him to uh to uh, to to get out there and uh, uh and and get up in the air and quentin would say you know i'm i'm not being a shirker i'm trying to do this but there's just no way we can get up in the air to practice and he and he felt bad because uh, the, uh ted and archie who were serving in the same unit in the in the war uh were were the first to be on the front lines for uh in, in the U.S. Army in the infantry, he was uh, he he couldn't get up in the air because he didn't have an opportunity. Of course, when he finally got up in the air, he he uh, he, he was about ten days into his his flying service when he was shot down and killed in France.
1: What was uh, Ted's combat experience like? Did he just see a a, a little bit of combat, or was he pretty much uh, in the thick of it uh, throughout the remainder of the war?
0: He was in the the thick of it for the first few months of the war and then in the last uh, month and a half of the war. He was in the first action uh, of of the the U.S. Army in the war, and uh, he he served at a a battle uh, at Soissons which uh, uh was uh a terrifically fierce struggle and 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 Ted was wounded there shot through the knee and kind of a through and through uh that left him debilitated and and out of service for a couple of months but then he he returned to uh uh, uh the service at the end of the war and was there uh through Armistice. State. He he was uh he, he he was in the thick of things through most of 1918.
1: The impact of the war upon him, I thought, was best demonstrated by what he does right after the war with his involvement in the American Legion. I was wondering if you could speak to uh, that, because it's something that uh, doesn't often give as much attention in terms of talking about the Roosevelts, but how integral he was to the creation of the American Legion and, and, and the ideas Behind it, which, as you explained, were in many ways very Rooseveltian ideas. Uh,
0: indeed, he he was there at the founding of the Legion, and in, in fact, uh, I, I don't think it's too much to say that he was the the, the prime mover behind uh, the the creation of the American Legion, uh, in part because of his name and who he was, but uh, but also he he truly believed in in its goals you the the legion was was begun really uh by veterans in in France uh, just a couple of months after the war the 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 general feeling was that uh that, that the, the, the the they had gone to war and and its their service ended uh, uh relatively quick uh, quickly and they were left Waiting in in Europe to to go home and and uh, there was this longing for something more. Uh, I'm, I'm speaking for more camaraderie, a greater sense that they had accomplished something, a greater sense that that they had fought this fight for a reason, and uh, and and I, they they thought that if they they continued their the associations that they'd made in in europe back home they could affect continue to affect uh uh, life in the united states through their their camaraderie and unity and so uh theodore or ted came home and and uh, uh after initial organizational meetings in in paris and they continued organizing in the u.s and And uh, the spring of uh, 1919, uh, there was a big meeting in St. Louis at which Ted was uh, uh, the the figurehead leader of the the group, Uh, and and there was a universal cry for him to become, be made the first uh, uh, president of the American Legion, but he declined, and this is another instance where Where he was very sensitive to his position as a as the son of the president and and or the the recently deceased president in this case, and he 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 didn't want to take advan. He truly didn't want to take advantage of that. Uh, He thought people would consider it a a political ploy. uh, uh, Him forming his own uh, uh, political uh, funders and backers uh in the form of these uh these veterans and he didn't want that and and uh uh i think there were, that's just another element of of ted's uh his sense of service and his sense
1: of uh of uh moral leadership and but it, and it also highlights uh he compares with his father the degree to which his career was at a sort of a, a dissonant from that of his father, because Theodore Roosevelt in the late 19th century, he had gone to the state legislature. He had then, you know, gone into a series of appointed positions uh, before the Spanish American war. So when he came back, it, you know, it, it was in the space of a year, he goes from being assistant secretary of the Navy to becoming war hero, to becoming governor elective of, of the, of New York state. Theodore Jr. He has the the war record, he has the stature, but he still has not officially really begun that political career. You, you describe this moment in St. Louis where he has this entire assemblage of people you know, cheering him on. You say it goes on for an hour and a half of them trying to get him to accept it, and he definitely is, is demurring for that reason, but there also is a sense that he's not quite ready to take that moment. He, he's not where his, his father was at the end of his war in, in
0: 1898. He, he, that's, that's very true. I, I think that he was, he, he was just not, as you say, he was just not ready for it. And, but also it distinguishes him from his father because his father was a truly political animal from, from a young age. And and, uh, uh, and and as you outlined, Theodore had this meteoric rise which uh which he 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 sort of measured at every step of the way uh you know even his his uh, entry as a uh, uh, in in the rough riders and his in at in the spanish american war were 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 measured and they were calculated and and uh, uh, and every uh, everything he did, from from uh, his assistant secretary of navy to the governorship to the vice presidency, and 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 then the chance of becoming a uh, president was 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 something that uh, that that in a way he calculated and and uh, he accepted and 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 took advantage of. Ted, on the other hand, gets that opportunity to to become a uh a leader of a a kind of movement, the the Legion movement uh, in in St. Louis, and he decides he's not ready, and he he actually takes what, what in a political sense, was probably a a big step backwards by by following in his father's footsteps by deciding that his first political step will be to run for the the New York uh, legislature. Uh, which he does in in uh, uh that uh, the fall of nineteen nineteen and gets a seat there and and uh and and begins but he's he, uh, you know by that time uh, he's 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 too big for the office really and mm-hmm. and uh uh but he he he's he's sort of being a dutiful son uh at, at because his father had had made this first initial foray uh in, into the legislature ted feels it would be a good step for him to learn the ins and outs of New York politics. So that's what he does.
1: And that's where you also begin to, in your book, get into the dynamic between uh, Ted as the now head of the uh, Oyster Bay Roosevelt's and then the uh, competition, if you will, with the Hyde Park Roosevelt's. Because Ted finds himself in a very uh Unexpected position in 1919, because his father dies at the relatively young age of 61. Uh, people are were talking about him possibly running for president in 1920. Now, all of a sudden, uh, Ted is the next generation. And on the one hand, he has this you know sterling resume of, of, of being a war hero, but he has none of that preparatory work. Whereas, by contrast, the, the Hyde Park Roosevelts, you have Franklin Roosevelt, who has followed virtually the exact same model of state legislative service, then assistant secretary of the Navy. And then in 1920, he becomes the vice presidential nominee. And as you described in the early 1920s, there is something of this competition of who is going to be that next generation of Roosevelts. What will the next generation, who will be the next, uh, the Roosevelt of the next generation, to assume political leadership.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is a, a very interesting moment in, in this joint family history. Uh, uh, Franklin has, just as you describe, has, uh, has followed it as, as Ted is beginning to do. Uh, and, and Franklin has been the Assistant Secretary of Navy uh, through World War One uh under Woodrow Wilson and uh, and uh, the, uh, a democrat and and uh, in the summer of 1920 the Dem- democratic party chooses franklin to be the next vice presidential candidate uh, on the party ticket and uh, suddenly the the uh uh the the Theodore Roosevelt family uh, becomes alarmed because Franklin is is in their estimation usurping the rightful uh, legacy of of, uh, of of Theodore Roosevelt, mm-hmm. and not only uh, not only usurping it, but if he's successful, he he might supplant Ted, who is the uh, the uh, the leader of the Sagamore Hill roosevelt family and and uh, uh though ted is as we said ted is not quite ready to do, assume that uh, that position so what to do uh and and as franklin goes out on the hustings uh, running for vice president and and it, uh, to back up a moment it should be said that the democrats are are not exactly innocent about uh, nominating Franklin for this position because they're well aware that that there are many people out in the electorate who who will assume that Franklin is just one of those many Theodore Roosevelt boys who were running around the White House a few years ago, <laughs> and. Uh, so you know they're try The Democrats are trying to take advantage of it, and the Republicans are saying, "What should we do to counter this?" and and they ask Ted to go out uh, and and trail Franklin and and uh, be the 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 truth teller and be the the true Roosevelt uh, to his uh, fifth cousin, a uh, uh, faker,
1: and. In, uh, and of course, Franklin Roosevelt, uh, loses in 1920 and Ted yeah. receives a, uh, you know, he's rewarded for his efforts by becoming Assistant Secretary of the Navy. And then of course, uh, in 1921, Franklin comes down with polio. Uh, and so for a period of time, it looks as though Ted is in the proverbial driver's seat and, and that he is, 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 you know, in, in in you know well on his way to the white house and then, but then you describe what happens uh in nineteen twenty three and nineteen twenty four which really seems to throw a, a wrench in the plans
0: yeah uh, you know this is i think few people remember this uh, about the about ted and ted's life that he was uh during that period when when franklin was first uh Diagnosed and stricken, uh, he, he, Ted was was a far more uh, was considered to have the the far better uh, political future than Franklin, and and uh, uh, he was also a member of the cabinet, or a, a, actually a, an assistant member of the cabinet, but uh, uh, he would ultimately become Secretary of the Navy. Uh, at any rate uh, he he's he's cultivating new york politics his sister alice plays a role in this they're all uh they they all have this notion that uh, uh, the the ted will will become one of the uh senior members of the republican party in new york and either become a us senator or the governor of new york and uh, he is nominated and and or wins the nomination of uh, for in the governor's race in 1924, but he's had a a, a little problem as is in with uh, working in Washington with a Teapot Dome scandal, which you'll remember was a, a famous Harding administration. Uh, uh, Scandal that uh, that that rocked the cabinet and rocked Washington. Uh, Ted was uh, was never uh, deeply involved in the in the scandal, but uh, that he was had a or was not, and was never found to be guilty of anything in in the the scandal. But but he was peripherally involved and uh, tainted by it, and 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 that became a. Um, uh, a troubling point in his political career, he ran for governor in 1924 and faced uh, uh, Al Smith, who was a New York powerhouse. and uh, uh, um, the, the The race was tight, but uh, but Ted it was not to be for Ted. He 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 lost by a hundred thousand votes in in uh, the the November 1924.
1: And you described that one of the most uh, dramatic uh, aspects of the campaign was that uh, during the campaign you had a uh, sort of a, a, a bit of public theater in which there was a car being driven around with a teapot uh, attached to it, and uh, and and that it, just to make sure, as you point out, to to make it clear that the words Teapot Dome were written on the side of it to remind voters of this unsavory association. And what made it so especially bitter was who it was that was driving it.
0: <laughs> it was a bit bitter and surprising. Uh, it'll be surprising for uh, many people. Uh, uh, Eleanor, Franklin's uh, Franklin's wife, uh, same name as uh, as Ted's spouse, by the way, uh and a more direct was, relation
1: to Ted than, than, than Franklin and,
0: was. oh yes I, I should say that so it, she was she was uh, Ted's first cousin uh, the daughter of uh, of Elliot uh, Theodore's uh dissolute uh, brother uh, who, who had died as a relatively young man and 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 left uh, Eleanor orphaned um at any rate Eleanor and Franklin married and uh, uh uh, Eleanor grew up around the Theodore Roosevelts, and there, there were a lot of interconnections and a lot of associations. Alice uh, and Eleanor were were, as a recent book uh, uh, title called them, "hissing cousins." <laughs> and uh, uh, they, so Eleanor was always around the, the the family, but by 1924, with her husband. Uh, spending most of his time now in Florida, trying to rehabilitate uh, uh, his his uh, crippled legs, uh, Eleanor became uh, much more involved in political circles in in New York and trying to uh, 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 keep her hand her husband's hand in things. And one of the things that she she opted to do was. Strongly support Al Smith in in the 1924 election. She did this by uh, uh, decorating a, a car, and just as as Ted had followed uh, Franklin around in 1920, Eleanor followed Ted around New York, and and uh, uh, as her own truth squad, tried to with this with this paper mache teapot dome on top of the car. Uh, followed followed Ted around the state and and tried to set people straight about uh, his politics and, and his association with the Harding administration scandals.
1: It, it really does seem to be a, a very pivotal point in both their careers because Eleanor is building up her stature. She's helping to pave the way for uh, Franklin to be come uh, al smith's choice to replace him in 1928 and it really seems that's the point at which ted's career is derailed and he never really seems to get it back on track afterward
0: no and and it's a it's a curious thing and uh it, i think it involves uh sort of a study of of new york politics in the 20 which are really uh, an, an interesting thing if you if you think about how many uh, New Yorkers moved on many of them from the Roosevelt family moved on to the uh, the national stage uh, as as uh, presidential and vice presidential candidates. You realize how important it was and and how precious were those uh, New York state offices.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ted decided after nineteen twenty four to to uh, take up another uh, uh, aspect of his Roosevelt character uh, that, that he, he probably also acquired from his father he decided to go off with uh, Kermit on a uh, on a pair of of lengthy adventures uh, that were they were kind of combination hunting trips explorations in Asia and uh, so in 1925 <coughs> he began planting a planning a trip under the auspices of the field museum out of Chicago to go to the Himalayas to hunt for uh, uh, they were called ovis poli which is a, a big big horn sheep that were first spotted by Marco Polo back in uh, what the 13th century uh, and and uh, 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 he and uh, he and uh, Kermit made plans to to go off on this. Eight or nine month excursion to hunt the 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 sheep uh, for a, uh, to place in a uh, exhibit at the field museum, and they did so.
1: Mm-hmm. And then they go back and they uh, they they hunt a uh, panda bear, and he makes it back in time to campaign nineteen twenty eight. And while he is rewarded with positions in the Hoover administration, they're not quite the positions that that. You know That he was hoping that he'd get you know commensurate with his name and, and 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 the service that he'd been providing
0: yeah and I think by this time uh though he, he didn't quite uh acknowledge it to himself or and the family didn't quite acknowledge it to themselves, but I think he was on um, uh sort of a, a downward slide from the uh from being thought of as the in the highest Excellence of Republican, uh, figures, uh, uh, and, and, and I think he, he was almost a loyal and dutiful, uh, party man. He would go out and use the Roosevelt name to, uh, to spread the, the word about w- Republicanism and, and, but he, he was, he, he was given, uh, he, he was, he was given the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, and blanking on the word for in, in uh, Puerto Rico he became the okay. um, uh, yes the governor of Port, Puerto Rico and but it was Puerto Rico was was not uh the highest office that in the diplomatic corps that he might have achieved and he did the he, once again uh he he did the dutiful work and he and he was he was considered a, a very good governor of this uh, of, of Puerto Rico, and, and uh, very helpful during the depths of the depression to the, for this impoverished state, and, and looked out for their interests. But uh, it was not quite a, what he wanted, and, and uh, again, his sister Alice uh, was was there to point out that uh, wasting his time in, in San Juan and and. Uh, needed to get back to Washington to uh, a different, more prestigious post, and ultimately he did. He got the, the, the Philippines were a, a, a far more uh, uh, prestigious post in the diplomatic corps, and and, uh, and he got that as his uh, uh, his next position in. But uh, it actually it, it coincided with uh, the 1932 presidential election in which Franklin. Uh, once again, appeared in his life,
1: mm-hmm. and at that point, given the Great Depression and the damage it does to the Republican Party, you know his political career is effectively at an end. And he's not even fifty years old. He's he's experienced his entire rise and fall in politics before he uh, even reaches a point at which some uh, people just begin their political.
0: It, it it's there's really something a little bit sad about it because uh he, he you know i i will say that i i don't think ted was ever a great politician and i think that if this hadn't occurred something else would have prevented him from from assuming high office but uh you know he did have tough luck as far as timing is concerned and and uh, and the tough luck came in the form uh, in this form and. Uh, as, of, of the depression, the Democrats coming to power, and the fact that he was such a tried and true, uh, Republican. He was, he, he, uh, when Franklin first took office, as you say, he was, uh, uh, Ted was, uh, still less than 50 years old. But but already he could foresee that uh, with the Democrats coming to power, it would be a very tough road to hoe for him to uh, uh, get back and running for that office, even at the end of eight years.
1: And yet he doesn't stay out of politics altogether, and this becomes especially clear as the decade comes to an end, and you have the specter of war rearing up again in Europe, and uh Ted Roosevelt uh steps up in and, and and gets into uh and steps onto the public stage once again. What 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 position does he take with regard to uh the, the the you know the war in Europe?
0: Well, he 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 got outside the mainstream of of uh of of history, I think here, uh he, he became a member of the America First movement uh, of uh and and he did so in part because he he simply uh, was it was still continuing war with Franklin, but also uh, there was some some there were convictions involved, and and he just felt convinced that uh, that um, America the U.S. should not become involved in, in European conflicts, and this was something that he had he had become convinced of after the First World War that uh, you know he became. He was—he was not an isolationist, but he just did did not think that American might or should be committed lightly to uh, uh, to European wars. He was, and I want to be clear that he was not—he uh, he he did not love history and Hitler or, or did, did, was not never a proponent of fascism or Nazism, uh, and 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 actually his sympathies were always with with uh, Great Britain in the initial stages of the the war. Uh, yes, he didn't he 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 didn't want to commit U.S. blood and treasure to the, the campaign. There were a lot of people in the U.S. at the time who were who who uh, and not not just isolationists and not just conservatives who were America firsters. Uh, there, were, uh, there was a strong movement on the left, progressive movements, who, who also resisted uh, efforts to get into the war. No, that's not to make excuses for him, but just to explain that, that it, was a, uh, it was a pretty large and widespread movement at the time.
1: Yeah. It's interesting that in that respect, his position uh, with regard to the Second World War is diametrically opposite of his fathers in 1916-1970 with regard to the First World War and so too is their experience of stepping up and serving because Theodore Roosevelt had tried to uh, as you describe in the book tried to uh uh you know get a command of a regiment uh when the US went into war in 1917 uh Ted when uh after Pearl Harbor uh seeks a command and unlike his father he gets one
0: yeah it, it it is very ironic that uh, that that their positions were so changed over that course of time. Uh, over, uh, Ted's position, and Ted shared his father's sentiments during uh, at the start of the First World War and before. Uh, but they, but as as suggested, they Ted's. Ideas about World War Two changed drastically, and just as you say, he he, at the same time, the Roosevelt family was so committed to service that it didn't it, it it there there seemed to them no contradiction. There seemed to Ted no contradiction in in volunteering for uh, military dude, duty at the same time as he was fighting uh, in, the, in the America First movement to stay out of the war. Uh, he just didn't see any contradiction in that because he, he, w- he was so committed to, uh, uh, to service and to the idea that if, if this came to a, a, a necessity, if war came to a necessity, he was going to be the first in line. He would always be first in line. And this this was a uh, sentiment that was ingrained in him uh, by his father and by his mother from from childhood onward.
1: And when you say he's first in line, you're not just speaking metaphorically. You describe a <laughs> no. very active uh, 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 war for him. And I was wondering if you could explain a bit as to uh, what positions uh, he served in during the war and, and some of the people that he dealt with uh, during that service
0: he was he was a remarkable figure in my estimation as as far as his, uh his his absolute need to be up front and out front and with his troops and as a commander uh he, he was he, he once again he he was placed by an old friend george marshall who had moved from being a, 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 a an acquaintance during the first world war to uh, the u.s army uh in in the second world war uh marshall appointed him uh, as uh, assistant divisional commander to or assistant commander to the first division uh and and ted was was uh was assigned to all of the uh, major campaigns at one time or another working with the first division he uh uh, he, he, the commander of the first division was a man named Terry Allen, a very colorful character, and they were they were in Operation Torch, which was the invasion of North uh, and and served uh, throughout the North African campaign. Uh, Ted was at the front lines in Sicily. It was was uh, part of the amphibian uh, amphibious invasion of Sicily in in uh, the summer of uh, 1943. Uh, he served in Italy uh, in in the fall of 1943, and uh, uh, he in in all of these services he was in numerous battles, uh, uh, was was again at the front lines at actions in North Africa, front line uh, through the course of the campaign through Sicily, uh, and he and then in the uh, spring and early late winter of of uh, uh in 1944 he volunteered and and was a, a persistent bug in the ear of <laughs> of uh, uh, his new commander a, a man named Tubby Barton and a new division the 4th division to become a part of the invasion of Normandy in uh, June of 1944
1: he famously becomes the uh, only American general to land at uh, Normandy on the first day of battle, and you describe this very dramatic scene that's been uh, that's been uh fictionalized uh and, and is to a degree controversial as to as to who said what at that moment, but this famous moment where he's landing at utah beach and and, and, and he discovers that things didn't exactly go according to plan.
0: Yeah, he was, he had, he, he a 56 year old gimpy general, uh, uh, canes his way. He's carrying a uh, cane to help assist him out of the landing craft at Utah Beach. And he's, he spends, uh, uh, much of the morning going back and forth directing troops on the, on the sands of Utah Beach. But as he gets out of the craft initially, He and his uh, 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 compatriots discover that they have landed in the long in the wrong spot on the beach, and uh, Ted and the commanders of uh, the other commanders at at the beach gather to determine what to do. and And uh, uh, they they're they're hovering in the behind a tank just off the beach and and uh, uh, looking at maps, looking at at looking for the causeways that are going to lead them off the beach. And uh, one of them, and Ted is always given credit, but it may be because he was just the most distinguished figure there, uh, said, uh, well, whatever the case, the war begins here. Mm-hmm. And, and and they proceed from there.
1: The, the yeah, giving issue... Yeah, it was. It, I, the, I, I first encountered it when I saw it on the longest day when Henry Fonda played Ted uh, Roosevelt, and he just has him sort of, you know, throwing it as an offhand, casual comment.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Henry Fonda, by the way, not an exact replica of Ted
1: Roosevelt. <laughs> you have a picture in, in your book, which I thought was very striking, which is you have uh, Ted Roosevelt standing next to uh, George Patton. Uh, uh, under who yeah. he also served in, you have, you have George Patton, who, who's, who's towering over this this very diminutive uh, yeah. uh, Ted Roosevelt. I you,
0: love that picture, yeah.
1: You, you mentioned the gippiness, though, and, and that really gets to uh, what, what happens uh, at, at, at the very end, when, when, which is that by this point, as you described, you know, Ted is not in the best of health, and it's not just – uh, the the gimpiness caused by his uh, old war wound from World War One, but he's, he's suffering from quite a few other maladies as well.
0: He's uh, he, he has heart disease. It's it's undiagnosed heart disease, but he has it. Uh, and and he has uh, just prior to uh, arriving at England in preparation for the invasion of Normandy, he's hospitalized with a serious case of pneumonia that uh, that keeps him. In the hospital for a full three weeks prior to uh, to going on to england uh as he this is he, he he the the pneumonia strikes him as he's en route from from italy uh, to to england he also begins to have uh this, this, some chest pains and, and these he, he just he he confided to his son uh, uh another quentin uh who, who was served with uh, with Ted throughout uh, North Africa and into England, uh, just on the eve of his death, Quentin wrote about it to his uh, his mother after after Ted's death. And Ted, I I, I, I think I've gotten ahead of myself here. <laughs> Ted, uh, uh, subsequent to to, to the uh, invasion of of uh, in Normandy, serves. Uh, continues to serve for a month afterwards in, uh, in uh, uh, Normandy before succumbing to a heart attack and
1: dying. Yeah. He, he uh, had just received command of his own division, and yeah, then he yeah. has this, this, this heart attack, and he yeah. dies at, at, at the age of uh, 56. So, yep. uh, just, uh, We've uh, been taking up a good deal of your time, but I was wondering if you could tell us before you go uh, what it is you're your working on now
0: uh you know i am searching for a sub i had thought for a time that i would uh, uh switch from world war 2 histories to a uh, a civil war uh story but uh, but i'm finding myself steering back once again to <laughs> world war 2 but i haven't I, I really haven't nailed a subject down yet
1: well i hope I when i thought
0: that, but never mind oh, go ahead No,
1: i was just gonna say, I, I, I was just going to say i hope that inspiration strikes you soon I hope it does as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, Tim Brady, thank you very much for taking some time out of your schedule to speak with us today. I hope you have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.